Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Cinephiles Radio. I'm your host, Steve Pisa. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today we have a great guest. We have Eddie Perez, actor, stunt performer, stunt coordinator. Can't wait to speak to him today. I met him many years ago. He was non I believe he was nominated for an Emmy. We're gonna have to talk to him about that. Even back then. He was running the Legion M booth, I believe at the time. Anyways, we'll, we'll talk to him all about those things. So we'll get things clear. How are you guys doing? You guys doing well? Give us a call. 515-602-9609. Let us know how you're doing. Now, I want to talk to you guys about a, I don't know, I would like to to think it's a simple subject, but it, it might come off as complicated. <clears throat> I want to talk to you about masks. Not the one Batman wears, not the one that Spider-Man wears, but pandemic masks. Now, yesterday I went to, full disclosure, I went to a gun store. And um, I'm, I'm one of those people. You know what I'm saying? I'm one of those people. And nobody was wearing a mask. Nobody. From inside to outside. To people who just wanted to walk in. I find that to be insane. And how masks have been politicized. How your health has been politicized is beyond my comprehension. I can understand why presidents are politicized. I can see why incumbents are politicized. I can see why certain issues, certain issues are politicized for a very good reason. They do ask questions that need to be answered. You need to look at yourself, look at your values, look at, like abortion, you need to look at what you think and your past and your family, your, your values, and, you, and it takes a long time to come up with an answer. These are political issues, and well worth it, by the way, well worth it. I see people still fighting about abortion to this very day, and they should, and they should. By the way, if you think Roe versus Wade is, is still the uh, ground zero uh, of, of uh, abortion, it's not, by the way. There are several other cases. So, you know, you guys can just quiet down about that. But, you know, masks are not political. Please wear your mask. I, I want to go back to work. I want to walk down the street and not feel like I'm being contaminated by a million human beings who don't give a damn. I had... I was walking on the street and this girl was wearing a mask and this guy who was obviously her boyfriend was not wearing a mask. He stared and pointed at me. Now, I don't know if you ever wanted to punch somebody for just pointing at you, but that, 
that was that was exactly my visceral feeling was like i'm gonna punch you dude like you know you want to do what you want to do that's fine i'm walking in the streets so i'm walking in the street so you don't need to worry about anything we're both separated but if you're going to point and laugh at me because you think i'm a democrat or a liberal because i'm wearing a mask or you're a Republican and, cons- and some kind of conservative because you aren't wearing a mask. Dude, I, I own my own business for over 20 years. So I-, I would imagine somebody who owned their own business to be a bit of a conservative. So who are, who are you and what have you done with your life, bro? Would you model for like, you know, InStyle Magazine or did you, did, you, did you model for like the Penny Life Magazine? <laughs> Like, get real. So I think my point here is that we have to take care of each other. The only way we're going to get past this pandemic is to take care of one another, non-political. Don't ask people their political beliefs. I mean, I I don't believe in that firsthand. I just don't. I don't believe in that. I, I really don't care who you voted for. I care about you as a person. I care about what your values are. I care about what you desire. I care about what you want in your life. And I want to get you those things. But I don't care about anything else. I just don't. I'm not going to politicize my friendships with human beings. I'm just not going to do that. So when I see this mask thing going on here, the only thing I can think of is please just wear your mask. We need to go back to Hollywood. A lot of us who are listening to this right now work in Hollywood. And we want to go back to work. A lot of you work in the service industry and you want to go back to work. A lot of you are students who are listening to this. And by the way, this is a multi, multi-country multi radio show. I, I see the numbers of people who are listening to this radio show. I mean, it's Russia, Bulgaria, it's Italy, it's, it's all Ireland, it's all over the place. I know you all feel the same way. You want to go back to work, you want to go back to school, you want to do your things, wear your mask. I think by January, I, I don't, I'm not a scientist, I don't know, but I think by January, I think I think we'll have, I think we'll have somewhat of a, of a cure. And uh, we can do this together. I believe in you. I believe in us. Let me ask you a simple question. If there was a car that ran over a human being that was still alive, and you, you could lift that car off that person, would you ask that person their political affiliation before you did that? No, you would not. I don't believe you would for a nanosecond. I think you would just throw that car over like it was nothing because you care, because you're all good, kind, generous human beings. So if that's who you are and that's how you feel, then why would you think differently when it came to a mask that quite honestly can do the same thing to a lot of people could just kill them so just wear your mask guys wear your masks i believe in you i love you thank you for listening to that little rant i appreciate it it's not coming out of anger it's just coming out of a maybe a little frustration where I, i just look at people just not caring that much and i want you to care you know i want you to care because you're good people and I think sometimes you watch the news and sometimes people politicize issues and 
You get confused. And I don't want you to be confused because you're good, kind people. Democrat, Republican, we're all the same. We're all the same. Okay, guys, let's bring on Eddie Perez here, our great guest. In full disclosure, I've met him several times. I can't wait to talk to him. Let's give him a good clap here. Eddie. Hello. Hey, hey. how are you? Everybody deserves a clap like that. <laughs> <laughs> how are you doing, my friend? Oh, hanging in there, man. Hanging in there. You know, I think yeah. like all of us. Well, before we get started, I wanted to ask you, how how are you and your family doing during this pandemic? Uh, we're great. We're, you know, hanging in there, just uh, trying to find busy stuff to do. You know, yeah. it's, it's been a, a time of uh, lots of exercise. It's so <laughs> been a bad thing in that way. <laughs> I think we've hit the boring, uh, the boring aspect of the pandemic now, where we're just like all kind of like, can we can we move on now? Yeah, well, every, every, I think everybody's gone through the cycle of uh, spring cleaning times ten, uh, <laughs> doing all the little house stuff that you never thought you the list that you said you'd do someday, right? All the things you thought you'd do, and now it's like, okay, I got to the bottom of that list now. Uh, you know, and, and I think we're all waiting for the award uh, at, at the end of Netflix when you've watched everything. Kind oh, my like God. You know, you're like, well, I have, have I lived I agree with level you. yet? <laughs> <laughs> and we, we should get some kind of trophy. Being at that level? <laughs> yeah. I've watched all your crap. Could I get a, could I, could I get a trophy yeah. for this stuff here? <laughs> yeah. But Can you imagine? It's like, like I, I, I thought they should. I definitely thought they should have, they should have levels at this point. No, I agree with you. There, there should have been some kind of like, like um, trading cards or some kind of points you got, like yeah, Nintendo. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I would have, just, I would have broken the system in half. Yeah, yeah. Just go back to old school, you know, type stuff like that. You know, before we get started, you know, I want to talk to you about your resume and I want to talk to you about your life. But uh, you know, when you when you look at when you look at Netflix and what have you. Is this, is this something that, that you run to these days as something that a, a format that you want to go into or a format that you want to create for? Um, yeah, you know, I, it's, it's, you know, we've been so used to network television where it's so censored right. that, you know, Netflix and everything, you know, from what I've seen and working a few times with them, they're just, they're very hands off and let you be creative. And that's part of their success, you know. Yeah, I love that Whatever stuff. you think of them, good, better, and different, they they let you do what you do. Yeah, it's wonderful. And that's that's it's a, it's you know yeah it's a great place to be. And let me ask you, are are you an LA native? Were you born in LA? No, no, I, I was born in New York. New York. Oh my god. Yes. No. Oh my god. So, you know, you're born in New York. Well, what part of New York were you born in? I was born in Queens. Ah, uh, Queens, fantastic. Yep. So, so did you? Uh, w- w- at what age did you move here? Uh, I came out here in my early twenties. Uh, early twenties. With uh, yeah, I, was, I graduated college and. Uh, well, let's go back I, then. I went, what, what grade school did you go to? Uh, I I went to Windsor School, which was a private school. Yeah, I know so the school. It was. It was yeah, yeah, it was uh, a synagogue actually. 
So uh-huh. yeah, my <laughs> old school. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think they're there anymore, unfortunately. But yeah. I went there, and then I went to uh, school in Connecticut briefly for six months, and then transferred back and went to uh, CW Post, and then graduated oh. out of there. And I used to work at nightclubs in New York, and I was friends with uh, Anthony Michael Hall and Mickey Rourke, and I was studying sports medicine, and then came out here and started working with them, training them on films. Well, when did you get the boost of, of when you wanted to be working in Hollywood? Was it grade school? Was it high school? Was it college? Where, where, where was it? Uh, I was working at this club uh, in New York called Heartbreaks, which was like the club at the time. And okay. I worked at door there and, uh, you know, so many actors came through and they were they kind of introduced me to the industry and I started meeting more and more people and they're like, you should give it a try. You should go try. I was like, well, I'm kind of committed to what I'm doing in school right now. And, and once I got out, I was like, you know what, let me just go out to LA and give it a try and see, you know, get away from New York, experience something different, go on the other side of the world. And and for me at that point and see what happens. And I went out there, came out here and met some people, went back to New York actually to work for a bit yeah, because uh, Michael was training for a movie, so he's like, "Come back to New York and train with me." And then I wound up meeting the guys from Duran Duran, and they needed a trainer to go on tour with them. So it kind of all spiraled. <laughs> so, so how did your family feel about you know you wanting this new transition into a new different life? Um, you know, my my dad, being old school, was not the most thrilled. Yeah. You know, he he thought like, "Oh, it's not something we do," and you know, uh, at the time, yeah, you know, you know, just being like hardworking blue collar is it, he just didn't understand it. So mm. I think he feared it more for me than anything. That makes sense. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, and we had dinner once and, uh, Mickey was kind enough to come and talk to him. And was like, you know, we're friends. I got his back. Don't worry about it. And I think that made him feel a little bit more comfortable. So the great Mickey Warren came over to your house yeah. and spoke to your dad yeah, about yeah. this. Yeah, he's, he's, he's always been good and kind that way with people. You know, one thing I I really admire about him is, you know, he's always just been a good person. Despite yeah. all the drama that goes around him deep down inside, he's just a good-hearted guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's and, always had trouble, but he's, he's always proven himself yeah. to be quite an, yeah. an amazing human being. Yeah, it does a lot for people and doesn't need the accolades that other people, you know, strive for. He just does what he does because it's him. Yeah. You know, and that, that's always an admirable quality with people. By the way, he's great and, you know, just, man on fire. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, he's, he's you know, he's been great in a lot of things, you know, just never, I you know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I he's, a, he's a good person just came out here and you know, started working on, on stuff and it just, just kind of you know moved along sure sure so you're talking about Michael uh, Anthony Michael Hall so what happened with that situation uh, no you know we were uh, I was introduced to him by uh, another trainer and we just you know he was uh, you know just getting through all the 16 Campbell phase and everything and mm-hmm. Wanted to bulk up a little for a movie he was doing, and we started, you know, training together. It turns out his dad, uh, his stepdad, Tommy, he grew up in Toronto, Queens, so we kind of hit it mm-hmm. off there. You know, we had a lot in common, and 
you know, again, his family is a great family. Like his mom's from Boston, and it's just right. Like, yeah, we we became friends. Nice. You know, it was a good friend working relationship, and you know, again, good people, good New good East Coast people. Right. Right. You know, I usually ask this question at the end of our of, of yeah. our interview, but I'm going to ask you right now. What do you think it is about yeah. you? that these people felt a connection with you? I mean, a, a lot of people would say that it's likability. A lot of people would say that it's a calmness. But what do you think it is about you that these people felt a, a, like an immediate connection with you? Um, you know, I, I, it's a hard one to answer because I'm not, I'm, you know, I don't look at myself like, I don't know. Sometimes like, I don't know. I'm just me. You know, yeah. take it or leave it. I'm always, I've always been like, hey, you know, when people – when you do things in certain interviews or whatever, or, you know, when I go to schools and talk to kids sometimes, they're like, you know, just be yourself. You know, my dad yeah. used to always say to me when I was younger and I'd get upset about, you know, some friends didn't, and kids didn't invite me to something or whatever. And he's like, hey, suck it up. I can, I can hear you. <laughs> you know? Right. He's like, he's like not everybody's going to like you, so don't worry about it. Pick the people really? who do. I stick with them, and you know it was always just something that resonated with me. And uh, you know, it's, I just kind of think, be yourself. You know, try try not to be right. don't be phony. People can right. see that. Right. And you know, being in this industry, you see a lot of that, and you, you pick it out quick. So you, you have the, the the growing occupancy of Anthony Michael Hall that just got off some of the the best movies of his life. And Mickey Rourke, who, who quite honestly did not hit any of his troubles yet, not real troubles yet. No, 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 and, no, no. He was, yeah. He was on top of his game. Yeah. yeah, and these guys were out there fighting for you and and what have you. What's your, what's your next step after that? Uh, you know, after that, I just kind of had to focus. You know, they they were great about it. it's like you know after working with them, it's like oh, I got to do my own thing. You know, it kind of gave me the courage to go out there and do it on my own coming from, you know, somewhere where I didn't grow up around the industry, didn't know much about it. I, I learned right. so much about it that I, I felt confident enough to go out there and, you know, pursue what I wanted to pursue rather than right. working for other people, kind of working for myself of sorts. Right. right. And, and, you know, when I came out the first time, uh, you know, Isai Morales was a friend and a good supporter and, you know, got me on to work with him on La Bamba as his stand-in and, you know, did one stunt, which got me into SAG and met some people. And, you know, it so was... So in 1997, that, that was your first credit, huh? Yeah, yeah, that was my first one. Yeah, and Taylor Hackford, who was a director, mm -hmm. later on did Blood In, Blood Out, and he tracked me down and asked me, oh, you know, come work yeah. on the film. So it was, it was kind of like, you know, really... You know, I, I was told Taylor when I've seen him once is it's always been a love hate relationship. I, I loved everything you did for me, but the days when I'm struggling, I hated you. Because like, why did you get me into this? <laughs> why did you do this to me? That's hilarious. Yeah. You know, but it, you know, and I think everybody feels that way. Sure. You know, it, it's when you're doing great, it's great, and when you're sitting there. And your time off, like, uh, people don't understand. You know, we all, we all have that time off. You learn that as you go. Right. Like, you know, you're going to have your downtime. I mean, everyone's having, you know, <laughs> unexpected downtime right now. You know, right. You know, time to reflect. Right. Yeah, it's, it, it almost feels like you're being uh, put in your room and, uh, you know, look at what you did with your life kind of situation. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people are looking and, you know, looking at what do I do now? 
You know, now now yeah. I think people are going to come out of this hopefully more purposeful. Right. You know, well, I you, think you, what they you, really want to do is take more chances. Absolutely. So I think I think the taking more chances thing is is, is real. I haven't I haven't heard that from somebody else in a long time, but I think yeah. right now I think people are really are, are going to jump at the chances because you know, it's been so long. It's been so long since we've been yeah, yeah. put in hibernation. Yeah, yeah, and, and and again, we you know, we we're all inside our own heads for a while. Not always the best place to be. No, especially for a creative artist, yeah. Yeah, 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 we're all inside our heads and thinking like, well, what what you know, what do I really want to do now? What I what, what am I going to do? Right. You know, what haven't I done? You know, right. again, you go through everybody's gone through all those I think levels in their heads right now. Right. Of thought. You know, you have a you have a great thing will come with it. Absolutely. You know, you have a gigantic, uh, you know, uh, resume, and I don't want to go through it like I usually go through with other yeah. other people. You know, I just don't. But you 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 have stunt coordination, and, and I'm going to go through a couple of things that I want to yeah. specifically yeah. point out. But you have the stunt coordination, the stunt work, you have acting. What was it about both of those things that attracted you? To Hollywood, and which one did you? Which one in the end did you prefer? I mean, I, I can see which one you preferred, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> but but which one did which 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 one did you really want the most? Um, I I, I always really wanted the stunts, and you know, I actually want to direct more because I, I like the creative process of working with people. You know, it's uh, I I think it might be from the fact that he grew up as the only child and wasn't around a lot of people. I like the creativity of being in a room with people and seeing what they come up with and collaborating. Right. So that's always kind of been my focus. I mean, I, I love, you know, the stunt community is an amazing community. I love being a part of it. Uh, you know, and I liked, again, when you read a script as a stunt coordinator and I'm working with people and see something that really catches my eyes, like, okay, we could do something really cool with this. That's exciting, you know. I mean, the acting stuff is great, but it's kind of like you're, you're, uh, you know. I, I I always related to you're a paintbrush for a painter, and they're painting right. their art, right? So you know, you you have your limits. Where sometimes right. behind the camera, you can you have a little bit more ability to move things along and create something that you know you see on film and. You know, it's always great to see something and see people's reactions. Now, I want to ask you a question about about, about, the, about Stormtrooper. Now, is this Stormtrooper the the independent film that 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 came up came along that we all saw at the, at the Comic Cons and what have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're joking. Yeah, that's old. That's, that's the old, one you old, worked old, on. Uh, the one that was based yeah. on cops. <laughs> Uh yeah, I think uh, it's been so long I can't that, even remember. That but. was in, that one was insane, man. When, that, yeah. that I think that alone sparked off Star Wars as as a new thing. Oh yeah, yeah. That you know, I mean, the, again, I stuff I didn't think about, and then you go back and look and go, oh, wow, you know, it's a great thing about sometimes doing interviews. I was like, oh yeah, it's like I don't remember that, and then I think back and go, oh wow. <laughs> You know, you can no, I don't. I, I honestly think I, I honestly don't believe that there would be new Star Wars movies without that video. Because I remember seeing it at the Comic Cons, 
And, you know, if you look at what J.J. Abrams did, it, he almost mimicked it. He almost mimicked the, the hardship, the, the kind of roughness of that episode here. So you, you, you kept on working and you did a Texas Ranger. Which is which is a show yeah, that's, yes, <laughs> which is incredible. I mean, I, that must have been something nice for you, right? Uh, well, you know, I mean, you know, to work with Chuck Norris was just a, one of those cool moments. You know, yeah. life. I actually got to fight him in one scene. It was kind of fun. Shut you know, up. Gotta have those moments. So you have those moments where you go, "Ah, oh, this is cool." Like, okay, I'm not gonna geek <laughs> out. I try to be cool. Walk up, hi sir. My palms are sweating. It's like I gotta say, shake my hand and say hi. Okay, did you, you know, God, what did I say? Was that stupid? You know, <laughs> okay, I just said hi. Shit, maybe I should have said something else. You know, you just have that moment. It's like, okay, now I gotta work. Right. And you know, I, I was able to do several episodes on and off throughout the season. So well, that was great. always fun. And and I've worked with his son Eric, who's an awesome guy. And yes. He's stunt coordinated in second interaction. I've done uh. Sons of Anarchy with him, and you know he just oh, really again a really really cool family. Yeah, really cool family. Oh yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But you you know you worked with another god, which is in the Book of Eli. You you worked with Denzel oh, yeah. Washington. Yes, and, and he yeah. you know he's a, you, you know what's interesting is that you know you worked with 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 uh, you know one man who worked on Man on Fire, and then you worked with Denzel Washington, who wasn't a man yeah. with. Man of Fire. So it's weird how Hollywood just connects us all together. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's fun when you work with people, and you know, I I met Denzel before also because I had also you know worked did the Blades with Wesley. So, and they're all New Yorkers. So at, at some yeah. point when we were younger, we had crossed paths. So it was kind of nice, you know, to kind of have conversations and laugh about stuff. Well, I'm gonna ask you selfishly, what was it like meeting meeting a man? What's that? I'm going to ask you selfishly, what was it like meeting the man? Uh, who, who? Meeting uh, Denzel? Denzel. Yeah, he's my oh, favorite yeah. actor on yeah. planet Earth. I'll watch he, that guy bread butter for the rest of my life. Yeah, he's he's just a good guy. You know, real. Uh, you know, it was great. We rehearsed and trained and, you know, he's just very open and very giving and and honest dude. You know, again, straight up New York guy. And he was like, ah, you know, I, I got to go on the weekends. On the weekends, he was, you know, he said, I'd love to hang out with you guys on the weekends, but I'm always traveling now. Yeah. His kids at the time were interviewing for colleges, and he felt he had to be there. And he's like, hey, man, you know, I didn't work this hard to not be there for my family and my kids, and I thought that was cool. So right. Was like, you know, a real tell of who he is and right. why he is where he is, you know. Right. And certain people look at him and go, okay, I get why they are where they are, you know. Right. So it's just – Well, you also – you also worked on, on another, I mean, you've worked on so many brilliant shows, uh, like Breaking Bad, which is, I mean, I, I don't know, a human being who does not like Breaking Bad, and if they do, they're not friends of mine, but you worked on Breaking <laughs> Bad. <laughs> yeah, what was that? Was, that was, 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 was that good? Go no, that was fine. Going down to New Mexico, my friend Al Dodo was a stunt coordinator, and, you know, I went out and wound up doing that the little shootout, and you know it's just it's just again it's fun to be a part of things that are that iconic, right, right. You know, and, uh, and you know I've I've worked I've and you know Vince and Fortune had this rule because they were trying to get me I'm better call Sal, but he's like 
of Better Call Saul. And he's like, uh, you know, if you worked on that, whatever character you played or whatever, you can't play anything else if you come back. <laughs> so he's like, the only way Eddie can come back is if he comes back as a bad guy and we find something right. kind of related to what, what happened. So I thought, right. like, oh, man. But I've been able to go and stunt double people, but I, I can't be on camera. So, right. you know, and, and it's kind of cool. And he said, you know, I just look, he's been cool about it. He's like, if everybody, I apologize, but, you know, because some of the fans started nitpicking when they saw people again on another episode. He goes, I just can't do it again, you know, especially the stunt right. people. Right. So the Breaking Bad set, you know, we hear nothing about those sets at all. Was it jovial? Was it friendly? I, I imagine that it was jovial and friendly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you've got a lot of hours, a lot of stuff to do. So it's, you know, it has its own technical world, but everybody there is really pleasant. And, you know, you're, I, I think, again, there's some sort of energy when you're on a on a good show. Right. That, that kind of exudes to everyone. Right. You know, it's like, you know, you're walking in somewhere where great things are happening. Sure. And you feel that and people make you feel welcome. Like everyone there makes you feel welcome. Mm. You know, everyone introduced themselves to you and, you know, cause they, they realize you're coming in, you know, for, as a day player. Right. And you're kind of new and it's like, you know, you, you never know what to say, who to say, what to, and, you know, it's nice when people come over and say hi to you and introduce themselves like, Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Not a, not a lot of people do that, I'll be honest with you. You know, I've been on set yeah. before. Yeah. Oh, no. you know, people don't yeah. want to do that. Yeah. yeah. Just, just yeah, ignore I just, you. I just, did, I, just, yeah, I just did an episode of Westworld, and Ed Harris was great because I was working with him, and we got oh. in the van, and before I could even say anything, he walked up to me and said, hey, so we're working together. How you doing, man? <laughs> I was like, you know, how's it going? And I was like, okay. I did, you know, you, you also never know if people are method actors or whatever. So I just, sure. Like, let me let me wait till we're actually on set and say hi. But wow. he was just a great guy. He came right over and said hi to everybody, shook everybody's you hands. Are, you like, are one of the blessed, most blessed human beings I've met in a very long time. Ed Harris is a legend. You yeah, know, again, and another, you see, like, what a good guy. Yeah. You know, tough as nails. I mean, Absolutely. just look down and it's like, man, this guy's tough. History like, of violence. He's cool. When you look at his history and career, He's yeah. done brilliant things. And just to come up to you and say hello, that's that's such a nice, nice thing to do. It's very sweet. Yeah. 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 You know, and, you know, once, and he kind of just says, like, I'm going to say hi now because we got there, you know, he goes onto his boat and gets intense. So it, it was it was like, okay, he, you know, he knows his process and he kind of lets you know it. Like, you know, I'm saying hi now, I'm I'm be cool, but I mean, I'm not going to be so cool in about an hour, but it's not personal. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that makes sense. You, know, you get that vibe. That, you get that vibe that like, uh, okay, this is the prequel to what's coming, but it's all good because you know, and you know what he's done. He says, "Hey, thanks, guys." You know, shakes everybody's hand, and it's like, it, right. it just says a lot about people and goes a long way. Sure. Yeah. You know, well, right after that, like, okay. right after that, you worked on Sons of Anarchy. I mean, immediately right after that. And we did talk a little bit about the family that, that went on there, but since, you know, it seems like everybody wants to put you under the brutal sun, <laughs> you know, and, and, and have you like wear almost nothing. So what was it like working on and Sons of Anarchy was a fantastic show. I really love that show a great deal. Oh, yeah. yeah, what, was, yeah. What, what was it like working on that show before we move on to, your, to the further of your career? 
Yeah, you know, it was fun. Yeah, I ride motorcycles. I've been riding motorcycles since I was a kid. So for me, you know, it's like a thrill to be on it and get to ride around on bikes and, you know, do, you know, the one skill that kind of, you know, helped get me into the movie industry, you know, just riding guys. I mean, I didn't get to ride vintage bikes, which is what I like to ride, and I have. But, you know, I just got to ride and ride with a bunch of people, and it was it kind of wasn't like working. Because it's like, yeah. oh, you're on motorcycles all day. Oh, you're doing cool stuff. Oh, this is all right. I'm getting paid for this? Oh, cool. Are, are you joking? You worked on Lizzie McGuire? Seriously? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. I you know, I, I, I did an episode. I, I say all the time, like, I, I'm afraid to say which shows I like on this show. But yeah, I yeah. love Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> it was fun. She was. Sweet, I like the you know, show. What yeah. What a sweet <laughs> kid, you know. I mean, I mean, I mean, I started out, you know, stunt coordinating a lot of Disney stuff, Disney kids shows. So that was, you know, did Eddie McGuire and the Magic Jersey, and you know, was in that circle for a little bit. So yeah, I I think it was a, it was a good good segue for you know working with kids taught me that i was gonna i was gonna work with you know big kids eventually sure. and they're, they're not that different that sometimes the 12 year olds are easy to deal with sure oh, yeah, i want i want to require less patience well, <laughs> McGuire, I mean, she was a professional i mean she was very yeah, young yeah. but she, she was a professional she knew she knew how to act and you can see her now in her life right now i mean she that girl is just a superstar yeah, and it was, you know, I, I, that's, I mean, you, you know, in some ways I looked at her and I was like, geez, I wish I was that smart when I was her age. Right. You know, <laughs> she just had it so together. I was like, well, you know, I just walked out and I was like, wow, I missed a boat on this one. This is, this is like, you know, a different soul. You know, it's just a different human being to be that young and that together. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Yeah. How do you become a stunt coordinator for, for Curb Your Enthusiasm? That, that's hilarious. Was it during the chicken scene where they're all doing the chicken? Oh, uh, God, it was, uh, uh, we did, we did a few fights and that was like, I think like season two or three. I'd worked mm-hmm. with one of the producers on the Disney shows and she was doing it and she brought it in. And, and you know, again, that was, uh, my first introduction to, uh, kind of improv television. Yeah, they had they had kind of a script, but then they would all sit down and talk about it and come up with stuff. Right. And, you know, be like, can we do this? Can we do that? It's like, uh, yeah, OK, let me see if I have it with me. And, you know, so it was it was uh, interesting to me because that was completely foreign to me. Cause like, yeah. where's the script? And it like handed me, you know, three pages. And I was like, uh, <laughs> OK. What is this? Like, well, you'll 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 see what happens, and I was like, oh wow, and it, it was it was cool to watch, like them just come up with stuff and then not being able to stop laughing, including myself. I was like, that's just nuts. Right. Okay, right. yeah, let's do that. You know, so right. that, that that again, it's interesting. I like going to, to do different formats. Right. It's a learning experience, and and you know sometimes you can use different experiences from different formats that people don't realize and transfer them into, you know, drama from comedy to drama. Well, again, you're working with the gods, you know, the gods of, 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 of television yeah. from, you know, the man who created Ozarks to Veep. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, these are, these are really, really, you know, Paris, uh, you're, you're talking about some really powerful people 
and the Hollywood spectrum. Yeah, and I, I, and I guess you know, again, I look back at it sometimes, and I talk about it. I realize that you know, I just kind of, I, I was, you know, of course, I realize I'm working with great people, but I, I realize sometimes when I'm working later on, what I took away from it. You know, they were all such great learning experience because I learned literally from the best. And then I work with some people. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, I'm gonna have to help you out here. <laughs> I'm gonna help you out here. Yeah. You know, which is uh, not a bad thing. You know, it's like working on Shameless. You're working with such great people that it's and the writing and everything. And I'm just like, oh my god, this is. You know, I enjoy reading the scripts. Well, we're going to get to Shameless, but I do want to talk yeah. to you about a, a, a little dirty dozen here, which is the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which <laughs> we, we, we all know was, was kind of a pitfall. And, uh, yeah, exactly. At time, yeah. I think it was timing as well. Yeah. You know, I was up against pirates at that year, so it was kind of, you know, the studio decided to try to pit it up against pirates of the Caribbean. Oh no, you're right. I forgot about that. Wow. Yeah. Detroit yeah. They pirates. The yeah. Box office that same that time, and it was like, oh, bad move. Yeah. <laughs> you can see, like, that's a bad move. You're not right. going to beat them. No. And Stephen fought because Stephen thought it was a fall movie. You know, I'm still friends with Stephen. He lives right by me. And, you know, Norrington, the director, and he's a great guy. And he was kind of I like, love the, I love the comic book. I, I, I love the graphic novel. I, I knew where it was going with. I actually liked the movie. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I went to the theaters to go see it. Yeah. But later on, you find out, like, you know, the like the trauma, you know, like what happened. Yeah. But, you know, I, I didn't remember that it was going up against pirates because I, I don't think anybody was going to be pirates. Yeah, well, it's just it. It's kind of like you kind of knew, you know, going into it when they re- said when they were releasing, it's like, oh, we're in trouble. You know, yeah. like the, yeah. at that point, it was like the biggest movie I've ever done in my career. I spent a good part of eight months working on it. And I was like, man, I, you know, I was so looking forward to doing well. And then it's like, you're putting it up against pirates. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, even, even I know that's not a good movie. And I'm not that. <laughs> you know, you've got such a, a gigantic resume. It, you know, it's, it, uh, you know, what's interesting is I, I have to just be selfish and ask you what I like because you were an idiocracy, which is, you know, yes. uh, you know, one of the funniest, funniest things I've ever look, seen look, in my life. Yeah, well, look, 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 it's a docudrama now. <laughs> I know, right? Everybody's, ways, everybody puts Gatorade and everything. Yeah, yeah. In some ways, it, it's, you know, it's, you know, uh, <laughs> Terry Crews' characters would come to fruition. I, I know. As the president of the United States. <laughs> yes, yes. So it's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Gatorade works well on the crops. The Gatorade works well on the crops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was kind of a metaphor for a lot of things now. I know it's frightening. It is frightening. Yeah. You know, I, I think you know the one thing that was funny about Idiocracy was it was when, when this new campaign or when this new uh, uh, what should I say um, uh, this new reign of, of politis- mm-hmm. polit- political views started to come in, everybody started going Idiocracy. It's just, yeah, this is just yeah, idiocracy. Yeah. It's like people are not yeah. acting normal, you know. And when I saw people with masks, I don't know if you heard my when I was saying about masks. It feels yeah, yeah, like yeah, idiocracy. Yeah. It's like, what do you like? What do yeah, you well, do? 
It's like, come on, man. Yeah, and I, having spent a lot of time in Japan, and you know that in Japan, it's just, it's a cultural thing. People just do it. That's right. Respect You're right. Each other. Yeah. You know, it's it's a respect thing. It's not politics. It's not this. It's just, you know, God forbid somebody coughs, coughs near you in Japan. The whole region and looks at you, and it's it's <laughs> it's a sign of disrespect. It is. You're right. You know, so it, it's it's interesting how people don't understand. Yeah. The you know the cultural difference, and there it's not po- politics, and it's been nope. You know, in, in the works for you know generations. It's just the way it is. I'm half Japanese you know, myself. I know people and, don't know. want to wear it. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. No, I know people don't want to wear them and, you know, have their own opinions. And, you know, I respect what their opinion is. But the bottom line is, in our industry, if you don't wear it, you're not going to work. So you got to get over it. Right. And we're never going to work in the future. Yeah, and we're not going to get work in the future done if we're constantly sick. So right. we, need to, we need to keep, you know, just... Get a handle on it, get rid of it, yeah. and then uh, we can fight about some other kind of political view we have. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. I agreed. You know, like you know, I, again, I, I respect everybody's opinion. You have to, you know, especially you know, everybody has their own valid opinion, so everybody deserves to be heard. That's why we're in this country, right? But at the same time, it's like, can we just get over it and then we can fight later? <laughs> exactly. Can we have a debate after we, we've cured this whole thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, putting the cart <laughs> before the horse again. Here we go. Exactly. <laughs> so you 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 worked with uh, some more giants of the world in Ocean's Thirteen, which is incredible. Yeah. You know, and that's the that's the one with with uh, with uh, you know they not only had the regular crew, they had Al Pacino in it as well. Yes. Tell yeah. me about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I did the. the... I did the prison riot scene, so I didn't really have, you know, a lot of work with the boys. I mean, I I known George through mutual friends for a long time, and you know, he's an amazing guy, and you know, it was it was fun when they called me and said, "Hey, you want to do this one scene?" It's like we finally need, you know, right prison guys. I was like, "Yeah, I'm down." You know, right. So, you know, certain certain things. I'm always disappointed when I get a call and I'm doing something else and I can't do something that I know is going to be. You know, something I really want to be a part of. So that, right. that's that's sometimes the downside of it. It's like, oh, man, what day? I can't. Jeez. <laughs> well, it seems like your career. Then you watch it and go, oh, see, I knew this was going to be good. Right. Well, it seems like your career is uh, most people's wish list. I mean, you worked with J.J. Abrams on Star Trek. Yeah, I worked with J.J. Abrams. I actually worked with. J.J. Abrams on Alias the first day he second unit directed. Shut up. In a train fight scene. So that, that's how I know that train fight scene, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was the first thing he ever second unit directed. Yeah, wow. And I remember he was such a nice, he was such a nice guy. He's like, hey, this is my first time, guys, so just let you know. And, you know, we're like, okay, A game, you know. So, yeah, it was kind yeah. of cool. And, wow. you know, the Star Trek thing, yeah, it was, it was the, you know, it was cool because it was the opening of the movie and I get to save Captain Kirk, you know, so, and his yeah. wife to put him on the shuttle. So that was, you know, it's like some of those. Oh, that was you. Fun oh, yeah. 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 in the wheelchair, <laughs> running him in the wheelchair. And, yeah. You know, so that, that, that was, that was, you know, again, as a, you know, comic book lo- 
lover and lover of all, you know, sci-fi and everything. Those moments, yeah. you know, yeah. it's kind of, kind of like Deadpool, same thing. When they called me for Deadpool and told me what I was doing, yeah. I was like, I am so in. Uh, yeah. I will get fired from my other job, but uh, I got it. <laughs> and I walked in and go, I got to do this, guys. I'm sorry. I'm right. working on something else. And I was like, uh, I'm going to have somebody replace me for a little bit because I, I got to do this. Right. And we said, you're going to do what? And it's like, yeah, I know you guys don't know what it is. It's okay. <laughs> I do. I, I know I know what it is, and I know it's something I have to do. Right. So that, that's talk- always, you know, it doesn't happen I'm, that I'm, often, but when it does, it's like, I got to run. I'm sorry to tell you that I, I cried during your scene. Um, that's a, <laughs> I, I do. I, every single time, every single time I saw the first trailer, I cried during that scene. It, it's amazing. Uh, it's emotional. Um, it has everything that you want uh, in a film. When he crashes into that ship and he says, I love you right before he crashes into that ship, yeah. that, that is, and then she looks up and calls his name again. Yeah. That is, that's a special moment. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, again, I'm, I'm grateful and fortunate to be a part of, you know, some iconic moments like that. It's, it's, it's why I, as a kid went to see movies and, you know, read comic books and did everything, you know, the, that superhero mentality and, you know, to be a part of it sometimes, you know, I even wake up and just laugh, you know, cause it's like, Oh, wow. yeah, I did do that. Oh, that's right. cool. <laughs> that's cool. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, that, that, did something, that you know, did something I really enjoyed. <laughs> and again, it's funny when people, when, when you see, when you sit in a the theater and people are, you know, talking about how cool something is and you just sit there and kind of laugh and go, Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I was part of that. You know, in your head, you're saying that it's kind of fun. Well, there, there, well there's two projects I want to talk about before we jump into your son coordination yeah. career. Uh, one is the book of Eli. So you worked in the book, the book of Eli with, with Denzel. What was that like? Did we talk about that before, but what was it? What was that? Yeah, like? yeah we, we, we talked about it briefly. Yeah, no, look, it was, it, it was, you know, working, I had met the Hughes brothers before. Yeah. Uh, because, um, they had done, uh, the Johnny Depp movie in Prague. That's right. that I was almost going to do, but then there wasn't enough stunts for them to fly me out there. So okay. we kept in touch and, you know, became friends. And then my friend, Jeff Yamato was stunt coordinating, doing all the fight stuff on it. And he asked me to be a part of it. And when I showed up, you know, I, ran into them. They're like, oh, yeah, you're definitely being a part of this. And it's like, oh, cool. You know, awesome. Thanks. And we rehearsed with Denzel. And, you know, it was just such a cool set that they built and everything. I mean, the, the motorcycles they gave us sucked. They were freezing cold. And, you know, we <laughs> shot it in New Mexico, you know, where everybody yeah. in New Mexico is just desert and warm. And it's like, oh, right. no, it was. No, it gets cold. degrees out. It was no, it gets cold. Out, and, you know, there were yeah. 30 mile an hour winds. And we ride those motorcycles trying not, not to shiver to death. You know, it's a desert. Like, People don't realize it's a desert. Yeah. yeah. Deserts get cold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. People are like, oh, how was it? It must have been hot. I was like, yeah, it was hot one day and then freezing cold the next. And you just never knew what you were waking up to, especially being there, in, you know, in February, March. You just don't know yeah. what the weather's going to be. But, but you yeah. know, it was a great experience. It's fun. You know, that bar scene was definitely a fun one to do with work with a bunch of really talented fighters and you know Denzel was you know game on he rehearsed it and every chance he got with us he'd be like hey come on let's walk this through again hey let's walk it through again he was just such a professional that it was always like you know any chance he got let's just walk it through I was like yeah yeah 
I swear to God, I watch him. Yeah. I would watch him butter bread for two hours. I'd pay twenty bucks. <laughs> I'd pay twenty bucks for it. I swear to God. Yeah, no, he's he's just one of those guys, you know. He's just chill, yeah. and yeah. does his work, and you know, goes home and does has his, his you know has a real life. This, yeah. this is not the end all for him, and he's yeah. also a great director. Oh, he's had so, his, he's had his own. Oh, oh, oh yeah, when he did Fences. Yeah, yeah, he's had the same wife he's had since since I believe high school, and yeah. you know he he's just an incredible human being, incredible actor. Yeah. When you see him cry in Glory, or when you yeah. see him act bad in Training Day, or when you see him cry for Dakota Fanning and and yeah. and, uh, yeah. and on Fire, that is something special. So you know, for yeah, me, and, and he's and he's but, an approachable guy. You know, that's a yeah. Yeah, He's the type of guy you can stop and say, "Hey, I really like your work," and they'll stop and talk to you. That's incredible. And you know, you know, not not like, "Oh yeah, thanks, bye." You know, oh, <laughs> you're a fan. Okay, gotta go. You know, you know who was like, you know, if you don't mind, if you don't want me telling my own story for just a second here, but it was a Willem Dafoe for me who was like that. <laughs> uh, I met Willem Dafoe at a at a at a, a dim sum palace in in Chinatown. Okay. And I just, I, I went up to him and I'm like, you know, I'm sorry, sir. I know you're eating. I'm sorry to bother you, but I love your work. And uh, that's it. I'm going to go now. And he goes, really? What, what work do you like? Have a seat. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I started going down platoon to everything I've ever seen him in. I'm just like, you are the most wonderful actor. He started telling me his crap and why he did what he did and how he feels yeah. about yeah, things. And my friends are staring at me like, what the hell is happening? Yeah, he's he's like again. He's just you know something. He loves what he does. He's great to be around. Yeah, and he 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 loves what he does. So you know he he gets it. Yeah, and I think it's I think amazing. People like that just get that that you know it's people are interested and it's nice when somebody shares that little tidbit of information with you. Uh, yeah, I've, I've, you know I've had the pleasure of meeting some amazing stars, and you know I'm I'm so grateful that they've they've met up to their expectations or, or what people would expect from a person who I, I would say admires somebody for their work and what have you. But I mean, let's go on to another movie because I, I love this movie. I own it on Blu-ray, which is the A-Team. I, I love the A-Team <laughs> movie. It was really fantastic. <laughs> you know, and I don't know a lot of people who have loved this movie at all, but you know, I've never talked to anybody yeah, about it. Yeah, it, it, it was fun. It, it was a fun movie to work on, you know. But I, I you know, it's, it's, you know, I'm sorry it fell short because there were some great people in there with Bradley Cooper and everybody, I, I think. Right. Again, sometimes it's timing. Yeah. With a lot of these things, it just wasn't the right time for it. Didn't feel short to me. But, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, we had Liam Nielsen in it, and, you know, you had so many. Oh, I adore it. It's a great movie, yeah. great humor, great actors, great action, great movement. I thought it, it held true to the original show and made it better. Uh, I would say that you're right, that timing really made a play on that. But the director, you know, I, I thought the, direct, the director did it great. And I don't know if you're yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, George, yeah, yeah, Carnahan. Yeah, Carnahan yeah. Great. The, the Gray is one of the best films ever created, for me at least. It's a beautiful film. So, you know, if anything that, that's great that came out of the A-Team, it's The Grey. And, you yeah. know, <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a wonderful film. So, you know, 
we're, we're done. We're done with a certain perspective of your career, where, where you we basically did stunt work. But now you're going into stunt coordination. But before you went in stunt coordination, which which film of these did you start to feel like I'm making it, like I'm doing it, like I'm doing what I want to do? Uh, I don't think I ever have, honestly. I, I always want to do better, so it's kind of bizarre. I just never. I always feel like what you know. Again, this 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 time period has been one of, you know, being able to look back at life, having yeah. the time now. Always been like, what is even like? What's next? What's you know? What can I do better? What can I do? That you know, what's coming up? What 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 can I be a part of? So I I, I kind of haven't, you know, I, I think now I've had that moment a little like looking back a little. It's like I've had the time to go. Okay, that was cool. Okay, that was cool. You know. But right. uh, I, I think, you know, league, league was definitely something that, you know, changed my life because I spent so much time on something, put so much effort into it. Right. And I, I was kind of a little disappointed at how well it didn't do. Right. That, you know, it, it, that film taught me, like, you know, you can't take it personal. You put your heart and right. soul into things and, you know, the, the things are just going to happen. It, yeah. things are going to have their natural progression they'll either do especially well back do well. especially back then you know what I mean I mean it was a different time I'll be honest with you yeah 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 well yeah it's pre-Netflix pre-Hulu yeah pre a lot of things I mean people now have you know so many things have a second life on on Netflix and Hulu you know that's right yeah, they they, they Amazon, wouldn't have they wouldn't have they wouldn't have counted for the DVD sales to make yeah, up exactly. for you know some of the the railings, they would have got counted on Netflix or Disney Plus or what have you right. in order to make up, and they would have definitely made up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It would have been a, you know a different, more wider audience would have seen it. You know, it's it's sometimes it's hard when you know Netflix or Hulu say you know oh this movie had it been in the theaters would have been the number one movie. It's like well. Hard to say when somebody's paying your subscription. You know, if people would have paid to go see this, more money. So that's that's always kind of the thing I have with them. You know, they're they keep saying, yeah, this would have been the number one movie in the world if it would have come out in theaters. It's like, well, would it have been at twenty bucks? You know, right. I'm glad and it's having the life it has on your channel, which is awesome. You know, not going to take away right. from that, but. You know, in this day and age when people are paying 18 to $20 a movie, people are going to be choosy. Right. Right. We, we have you know, it's, we have 4,300 people listening to us right now. So I, I guarantee you at least we'll have 1,000 people, maybe 900, <laughs> that will watch that movie again. <laughs> you know, it, it's one of those things. And, you know, I, I was going to have you on at 10 a.m., and we had 2,000 people listening in, and I had to get off because I made a mistake. And I didn't think we would oh, get 4,300 right now. No, it was my mistake. Uh-huh. But I, I didn't see that we would have you on. Have you on and see 4,300 people just just jump right on and listen to us right now? But that's pretty incredible. You know, you, oh, you've no. done awesome. you, you've done so much incredible work. I've met you several times. You've always been an incredible and a, an approachable human being. Does that have something to do with your family upbringing, or is it something that you just decided on your own? Uh, you know, yeah, I'm, I mean, a lot of it has to do, you know, my mom and dad, you know, obviously, uh, and not obviously, but for me, it is. 
But it's also just, you know, I've been very fortunate that so many people have helped me out. I, you know, we all need help to get to where we are. So when so many people took the time when I was young and kind of naive to walk me through stuff and help me out, I always promised myself I would be, you know, just like them. Like give everybody the time and, you know, you never know who you can help inspire. Right. I mean, I think some of those people never thought by talking to me and spending the time they did. Now they, you know, when I got to work with them, they'd laugh about it. Like, you know, like give me a hug. You know, one of one of my, uh, I think. I saw you at a Comic Con. You're dressed up like a gangbanger. <laughs> I thought that was oh, hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was. Uh, uh, what you call it? Suicide Squad. Yeah. Uh, you know, I like going to Comic Cons and dress. <laughs> yeah, oh, come on. It's it's, it's fun. It, it, this is. It was hilarious. I put yeah. I put you on I put you on my show. It was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. It's like come on. You know that's the fun of it. I love the Comic Cons. I love going to see what people yeah. are doing. So the fans. You remember when I walked up to you with Sean yeah. Piccinino and we we recorded you? Yeah. Yes, yes, absolutely. You know, and he, he's a, you know, he's a great guy too. I mean, there's just such good people. But you know, I w- I was swore that I would, you know, be like them and try to give back. And you know, it's it's you know now in in this world now that we're in now with you know internet and everything, you have so much more information still. But still, it's always nice to help somebody, give somebody some information, and not you know find out where they're going to be. I mean, I had that. I've been. I had been friends with Bill Paxton probably since Weird Science, so probably Bill 25, 30 Weird years. Yeah. So, so yeah, you worked yeah, at Bernie yeah. World as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was friends with with Michael through Bill. And yeah. Had, and when he did the TV series Training Day, it was the first time we ever got to work together. Wow. One on one, and we were holy just you know, everybody was laughing because of like. We did the pilot together, and everybody was laughing. I'm like, what's going on? Because we were just yeah. hugging each other and just laughing the whole time. And it was like, how cool is this? Well, finally, finally, we get to work together. And he had uh, been such a great friend and inspiration, and somebody, Bill? a friend to talk to all the time. Yeah, you know, anytime. He he was like the most positive human being ever. You know, I call him, hey man, how's it going? Uh, you know, oh come on, man, it's gonna be great. Yeah, it's gonna be great. <laughs> you know, and he just make me laugh and I'd hang up the phone and be like, damn, I'm glad I called Bill. I feel good today. You know, did you ever, like, did you ever do the game over man for him? <laughs> you know, <laughs> game over man. But he, you know, and, and, and it was like, it was like one of those bittersweet moments when he passed away. Cause I yeah. talked to him, texted him about two weeks before and he's like, I'm having a little surgery. I'm like, you know, not feeling great, but the county rewards are coming up. But, you know, we'll we'll catch up afterwards, come up to Ohio and we'll hang out. Yeah. And, you know, for a moment there I just kinda when I heard about it just like devastated me and then I turned around and I just laughed and I said, Ah you know, Bill would probably say, Hey, but at least we got that time to hang out together. Yeah. You know, and it really kinda just kinda resonated in in my head and I I I, I kept his his voicemail for a while and it was like, Hey man I'm not feeling great, but you know we'll we'll get together soon. Yeah, and you know it's always cool. I, we, I, we got to. I cried on Bill He was yeah. a special human being. Yeah, yeah, yes, very much so, and a good guy. And again, somebody who took the time out for anybody and would would give people genuine advice and help them out. Wow. Uh, you know, and and you know, like one of those who he was 
he was also like happy to be where he was. He knows, you know, I mean, I think everybody knows in some way, but uh, to be aware of the fact that, there, you know, you could, it could be anyone. Be grateful that it's you doing what you do and that you put the time and effort in, but it's a lot of it's timing too, right. you know, winding up at the right place. And once, once you build your relationships and everything, you know, you move, you do well because you get known for it, but at the start of it, it's never easy. Was he, was he aware of how connected he was to pop culture? Um, I don't know if he was. I, you know, I mean, I, I, again, I don't think he thought about it. He just kind of did fun stuff and enjoyed what he was doing. You know, he, right. he always just had, had a, a good vibe about him. You know, mm-hmm. I, he's not one of those guys I ever saw. In a, you know, I'm sure he had his moments, but they, they weren't very, very many of them. At least publicly. Right. right. He always took the cards he was dealt. He's like, I'm from Texas, man. I'm, you know, I'm tough. Yeah, I mean, he's such a large part of anybody who watched any movies in the 80s, 90s, and oh, so yeah. on, pop culture, that to think of him not being in the film is kind of ridiculous. Um, so he, yeah. he's, oh, one yeah, of those, he's one of those people that you just admire. So for him not to care and you're like hey i'm just i'm just a regular guy that that's amazing yeah he was always like i just want to go grab a beer man <laughs> like wow fancy. let's just grab a beer you know he wasn't into like the whole hollywood fancy thing it's like oh where do you want to go i don't know where can we grab a good beer <laughs> you know that, that that's something that was great about him though you know it's, he was right. again he stayed true to who he was all the time yeah it sounds like it now, when I met you in in the Comic Con, you had already won an Emmy, had you not? Uh, yes, yes, that was my first one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what did you win an Emmy for? Uh, Shameless, actually, for comedy. I'm actually up so for this year again. Yeah. So kind of fun. Wow. It's a different so time. It's it's fun, but it's a different time to be. You know, it's hard to be excited about something when you know you know your everyone in your industry is kind of. You know, in a limbo, we're all in the right. upside down, as as everybody says, is right now. Right. You know, the only thing you can do is, is really be happy about about life. I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, but it's like there's nothing you can do about that. So, what was it like? You know, I I've only met I've only met a couple people who won an Emmy and, and a Tony and an Oscar and what have you. What was it like winning your first Emmy? It's kind, of, it's, it's kind of a surreal experience because, you know, I always feel like I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, getting nominated for an award that technically I'm the stunt coordinator. I've hired a bunch of people to do the stunts, and it, it's a group effort. Right. So I always feel weird. It's like, yes, thank you, me. It's me. Yes, me. <laughs> uh, it, it's kind of like, well, thank you, but I am accepting this on behalf of a great group of people that I'm fortunate enough to work with and have lent me their talents as well. So that's, you know, I always say, I wish they'd give like a bunch of little ones you could give to everybody too and share it. Cause it, it's, it's a team effort. Right. You know, whereas actors and everything else, it's, it's, it's more you, right. you know, cause it's, it's a, yeah, and even still, that's still a collaborative thing, but it's basically you putting yourself out there. Right. Here, you're representing a great group of people. You know, and, and some great writing. And well. you're up for so, you're up for another Emmy right now. 
Yes, yes, yes. This is uh, the virtual Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> it's still an Emmy. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but it's funny. It's like this will be the I'll forever be the virtual Emmy. I was like, I was like, yeah, hopefully they'll give you like a little three D hologram one. <laughs> That'd be and, hilarious. And be no, so, yeah, so it could ever be always be known as the virtual Emmy in life. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know how they were going to do it this year, but you know, I, I'm I'm really happy that they they did it because it, you know, I, I didn't want them to skip over the the uh, celebrations that we should all really, you know, come on, man, we made product, we made we made a team, yeah. we did what we did, uh, we should celebrate, we should absolutely celebrate. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. You know, it, again, it, it, uh, hopefully it'll, you know, by then in September, a lot of shows will be back up and running again. So yeah. it, there'll be, you know, a li- it'll be a little bit more, I think if it were to happen like in July when everything was really shutting down, it kind of would have been like very somber. I, I think now it'll be like, everybody's getting back to work. There'll be a little bit more of an excitement and a buzz. Right. That, you know, people are getting back to work. Right. What was it you know, like working out outside of Shameless? Because those are incredibly um, great actors. I mean, he, he was in P.T. Anderson's uh, Bookie Nights. Uh, she was yeah. uh, first first in, um, what was it, uh, Phantom of the Opera, which is, she's a brilliant singer, by the way. I, I oh, think my you God, know yeah. this. oh, my God, yeah. You know, oh she's a, she, she sings opera, so it's, it, you know, she's amazing. Yeah. At that, I remember she told the story on Conan O'Brien about how she used to sing for hot dogs in New York, and and what have you. <laughs> she, she's just wonderful. So, what is it like working on that set with them? Well, you know, yeah, in that shows like that, you get to elevate your game. You know, you know, you, you know, you're working with the best, so you got to be on your game too. So for me, it's always like you know, put the time and effort into having ideas. Yeah but also listening to them because they sometimes, you know, and, we, and again, John Wells and all the writers are great about what they write, but sometimes they come up with stuff that you just go, uh, I'm tapping out. That's great. Uh, let's, let's, <laughs> I'll, you know, I'll work, I'll work on making that happen, you know? Right. So, but it, it, it's, it's, it's a real, despite the level they're on, they're, they're very collaborative and, and, you know, have the, ability to listen to people and, you know, talk to people and, you know, Bill's directed a few episodes, which has been really fun. Really? As a director. Yeah. As a director. Wow. Cause he, again, he has such great ideas and to, to, you know, be able to collaborate with someone, not just as an actor, but as a director as right. well and watch, right. watch both, both sides of him is really cool. Right. You know, did you see him change it? Did you see Boogie Nights? Have you seen that film? Yeah, of course. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, his scene oh, yeah. is brutal, oh, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> shit on the whole time, you know. It's like, <laughs> you know, you know, you look at it and go, you know, you, you know, you go out to Beverly Hills and you know, there's dudes like that, you know, sadly enough. I know out here I in know. LA that are just like hanging out with that girl that's just like couldn't give a shit about you, and it's like yeah. you're just a problem, <laughs> and you know, you see it, and it, it's like you know, it resonates. Sadly, and it's like, oh yeah, yep. Yeah, I remember yeah. watching the theaters, and my my entire soul, not heart, my soul stopped. Yeah, <laughs> everything just went yeah. like, oh my god. 
Yeah, like this poor guy. It's like, oh, yeah. there's guys like that out there. Oh, man. Yeah, there is a lot like, of people out there. To watch like it that, yeah. is painful. Yeah. To watch yeah, I know. Painful, you know. Yeah. Well, Pete Anderson's a, a genius, you know. The one scene he did with Mark Wahlberg where um, the, the, the kid is throwing the firecrackers and he's second oh, yeah, thinking. Yeah. You know, he's second thinking on whether he wants to go through this drug deal and what have you. And the close-up of his face, I personally think that was Mark Wahlberg's best acting ever. Because I felt so much pressure for this guy. Like, this guy's going to die. Yeah, and I was, you know, again, those great moments that you watch, that, you know, memorable moments. I think that's what we, you know, we all do our work. But when, when you're a part of memorable moments in film, you just go, oh, yeah. Yeah. Shoot, and when you watch, you know, because film, you know, now films are starting to come out a little bit quicker because of Netflix and Hulu. Yeah, but, you know, back in the day, sometimes you you're waiting a year or two. Yeah, and you've already you've already worked on two or three things, and then it comes out, and and you go, oh yeah, shit, oh that's right, that was cool. <laughs> you know, just, well, you worked you with, start remembering. You, I mean, you worked with another genius. You worked on The Hangover Three. I mean, you know, he's. He's a, he's a genius with his creative talent. I mean, he's on the first Hangover is really the best one. Um, the, yeah, yeah. His first film that he did, which was um, what's the name of that film? Old School. And then he did yeah. the Joker. Yeah, 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 which is intense. You know, yeah, it's, it's probably the best Joker. You know, the, the, it was so dark. It was cool. I mean, that was yeah. by far. I was like, oh, this is awesome. It was beautiful. Yeah, but it was beautiful. Yeah, we did. We did again. Did the prison scene? No, no typecasting. But uh, we we did the prison scene with him, and you know, to watch the creative work and everything was great. And you know, he was he was before Quentin. He was the first set I'd ever worked on that was it was uh, interesting and cool. Where he banned he banned phones from set. You know, as you came onto set, you had to put your phone in, a, in an envelope and seal it. And it's interesting that you mentioned Quentin Tarantino. That's interesting that you yeah. mentioned him because I always, I always <laughs> thought they were very, they were very similar uh, creative characters. Yeah, you, that's fucking yeah, hilarious. And they, and, and they, yeah, and they have the same, you know, the same idiosyncrasies of sorts. Yeah, so it, it's kind of interesting. You know, he was, he was the first one to do the phone thing on any set I'd ever worked on, and then Quentin has, you know, Checkpoint Charlie when you work on his films. That's right. Where you drop off your phone. And, and you know, and, and you, you can't fall asleep. Yeah, you can't fall asleep on a set either. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But at first you're like, okay, uh, you know, you know, in this day and age of technology, it's like, well, what if somebody needs to get a hold of me? What if this and that? Right. But then you see, you see everybody there communicating and talking and actually being involved in the process. Right. And you go, there's something to that. Right. You know, taking that taking that toy away and making people focus. Right, uh, and they they just naturally do. I mean, you know, they, everybody gets well, into it, and everybody starts talking, and people kind of forget they don't have their phones on. Well, Eddie, wouldn't you agree? I mean, I, I your resume, and I, you know, we, we've coincided with with part of who we are, and we're almost the same age here. I, I think I'm a little older than you are, but but when you, when you look at the, our past, I mean, wasn't that how it first began? I mean, you didn't have your phone didn't mean anything. <laughs> There was no, nothing no. on your your phone meant nothing, so it meant nothing to look at your phone. So no, I mean, I remember when I first started doing stunts in LA, and it was you know first it was the pager, 
you yeah. waited for that pager to buzz, and we had services. Right. And you ran to the payphone, and they told you, you know, what your job right. was. Right. Like, oh, all right. And, you know, I mean, I, I was not a part of it, but I remember people would call in that were extras, would call in extras casting in the morning to see what was out there. Right. You know, but it was, it was all phone call. You, you had a certain time. You had to get up and do things. Right. Because that was how you got work. Right. And, you know, now, now you know, people yeah. are so immediate now that they call you and it's like if you don't call back in 20 minutes, they move on to somebody yeah. else. Like, hey, oh, well, I, I could yeah. get a hold of you. It's like, when did this work? <laughs> in two weeks? So you have to 20 minutes, on, back on, on, a, on a Sunday morning at 7 a.m. and expect me to call you right back? Dude, I was sleeping. I've been working all week. So, you know, I try, I'm like, guys, give people a 24-hour day rule unless – Right. Something where at you least, meet somebody right away. Least, have to have, at least you know? a six-hour rule. I mean, at least a six-hour rule. Yeah. Come yeah, on. Yeah, get rolled back a little. It's like you don't need to like right now. Yeah. What's the only time I have on a Sunday is like I get it, but you know, other people have lives too. It's 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 like you know. Yeah. Take electronic a, take a, only goes so far. Take a Xanax and relax, please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, electronic leashes are great, but you know you got you gotta give people a little leeway. No, I agree with you. So yeah, it's, so, it, you know it's, it's interesting, but you know we'll see where it all goes and how how it yeah. progresses. But uh, you know, I, I I'm I'm you know I'm again it's, it's difficult sometimes when you're stunt coordinating or doing something where you have to make phone calls and talk to people. But you know Westworld did the same thing too. No phones on set. Right. Uh, you know, it, again, they do it for department heads and stuff too, which is a little difficult because you're trying to do the job and you got to keep going off set to do stuff. Right. But but from the creative side, you just you get more pro- productivity out of people. Yeah. And they're more engaged. So it, it's not a bad thing. Oh, I agree with you. Now you you worked with Quentin Tarantino once upon a time in Hollywood. Um, yes. it, you know, he is known, he's known as a great man. For me, it was, you know, from Reservoir Dogs up to this film right here. I mean, I've seen every single movie he's ever single done. Um, did, did you feel the same way when you were working on that set? Oh, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, you know, he's definitely got his own plan. So right. It's, kind of, it's interesting because I, I, I got, you know, I, I was supposed to do something else completely different, and then um, he saw really? the photo. He's like, "No, no, no, I, I can't, I can't have him do that. I need Eddie in this scene." And then, you know, casting people, everybody scrambling. It's like, so you know, everything changed. I go, um, "I have no idea." And they're like, "Well, did he talk to you?" I go, "Kind of." Kinda <laughs> said, "I want you in the scene. We'll figure it out later." We'll figure it out and later. Oh, okay, okay. And it's like, well, you know, it's like that sounds like him, bro. Yeah, as the scene progresses, he'd figure out where people should be or what they should be. You know, it's like he didn't want to limit himself. And I go, in that, you know, the scene we're in, that bar scene, there are so many TV actors that just wanted to be a part of it. There were great TV actors that are right. in it and just, you know, we're all there. And it was just like a just-in-case, but it's also his way of paying homage to all these actors that he admires. Right. So it's kind of cool to see that, you know, he wants people in there, you know, and, and sometimes he's like, hey, I'm sorry, you know, there's not much here for you. But, you know, he's he's just happy to have them in his film. And it's kind of like he's, you know, he really loves filmmaking and he loves the process. Yeah, he does. And, you know, he's he's very, he's, 
he works like um, Denny does uh, when I did Sicario because I spoke to you know him a lot as a director. They don't work. Well, I want to I want to talk about Sicario in a second, so don't yeah. don't jump to that. Let's uh, okay. stay stay on Quentin, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but 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 you know he works with one camera and he, it's it's like that's directing, you know, working doing right. seven cameras. And then when you talk to them, it's like, well, I want to make sure I really have the performance. Right. You know, I, I want to make sure the eye line's right. Everything's right when I'm doing this. Right. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to leave it up to the editor. Mm. And it's like, that's like, that's directing. That's, you know, that, the way that's a, that's a directors did it. it they had one camera. Spielberg. Yep. That's a Spielberg attitude. Wow. Yeah. 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 And it's like, those, that, that, those are, you know, and I understand to look for action sequences. I understand the cost of it's right. not cost effective to have one camera. Right. But when you're doing dialogue and drama, yeah. you know, if, if you're focusing it's on your directing, camera. then one camera is not a bad thing. It's all on camera. Yeah. And it, it shouldn't be edited by some editor. It should be edited in camera. Yeah. That's yeah, Spielberg. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the, those are, you know, the, and those uh, sadly, those guys are becoming fewer, you know, Chris Nolan, people like that. That's why they're oh. they are who they are. Yeah, that's that's why they are who they. You know, thank you for saying that. That's why they yeah. are who they are. They're incredible human beings who do incredible things, and uh, I, I think they're doing the same things, and they're keeping up the or paying homage to like, you know, the 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 old school directors that really knew what they're doing from. 2001, Lolita, you know who I'm talking about. You know, yeah, yeah. Right. Stanley Kubrick, you know, you, you, with the Kubricks yeah, of the world, guys, they're dying they out. True filmmakers, and they, they're, they're, they're keeping the art alive with filmmaking. Yeah. Well, I think sometimes people have forgot what the actual process is for, right. because, you know, and of course, there's financial things and a lot of things. It's like, yes, if you get sure. the cameras, you'll, you may move quicker, but sometimes you don't. Right. Sometimes you got to make, have more takes when, you know, but if you, the old directors had a plan, they right. just make it up as they go along. And some people, you know, oh, I have, you know, I've got all these great actors. We'll figure it out. It's like, right. eh, not exactly. Right. We, we, need, we, need a, we need a captain for the ship. Right. You know, and, and when you do, you know, the J.J. Abrams, all, you know, all these people that really put their time and focus and, you know, the, the, you see the product. And it's like, right. oh, okay, that's great. You know, even sometimes in the film, you know, ah, the script wasn't great, but God, that was a good movie. Right. You know, I, but sure. you see the passion that was put into it. Oh, when you look at the movie, you know, I mentioned this earlier, when you look at the movie The Grey, there is not much of a script. You know, there is not no. much of a dialogue. I don't know if you've seen the movie, but there is not yes, much of no, no. dialogue. Uh, but it, it is heart-wrenching. And it is beautifully done and it, is, it has such a great narrative uh, such a great ending such a great beginning where he wants to kill himself at the very beginning where at the end he has a right to defend himself for his own life um yeah, you know yeah. i mean you know, you know, i'm gonna have to watch it again now you get me i was like oh, i gotta watch this again it's yeah, so it's wonderful like you know films, yeah yeah, he's a beautiful director, and you know when I watched the A Team, and, and I've never heard anybody talk badly about the A Team because I'll punch him in the face. But I, 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 <laughs> I, I love the A Team. I love what he did, and when he did the Gray, I'm like, see now, 
now you've touched the grace of God. Now you've really done something special. And I will watch this movie for the rest of my life. This is a special movie. Uh, You know, let me ask you a question. You know, you you did Sicario. Sicario is such a special movie for so many people. Um, How was it like working on that? Because that, that, that set must have been insane. Because he is such a brilliant director. And what he does is incredible. Yeah, he's he's just got. I mean, he's just he he was funny in the you know they asked us um, just come in and meet with him. I was like, well, what am I doing? It's like just come in and meet with him. He'll figure it out. And early on, he just met a bunch of people and started talking to you and just kind of got to know you a little. And then he's like, okay, I, I'm sorry, but thanks. You know, I'll see you for sure. I was like, okay, what does that mean? And he just, you know, he kind of found the characters that he thought where you would fit into his film right? and, and made it work that way. And it, it was kind of, again, an interesting process of he's just going right. to want to meet with you and probably just talk, probably just talk about your life and where you came from and, you know, what you did. And I was like, okay. And, you know, the film, I can't remember the film you did before that, that I loved. And it was, I um, can't remember the name of it right now, but, it was really dark, so I was like, I like this. It was it's very dark, dark. yeah. So dark. And he's such a soft personality, it seems like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a nice guy, but definitely knows exactly what he wants and understands. And I felt had a really good understanding for human behavior. Right. And, and I know, you know, uh, Benicio was talking about it, but Benicio had a lot more dialogue in the script originally. He did, yeah. And then a lot of it, it just came out. Yeah, yeah, it's like, we don't need to do all this. We just, you know, let it happen. And cut down so much of his dialogue just to, you know, get those nuances in it. I mean, that's what's great about it, that he saw right. that, you know, with Benicio. Like, yeah, you're right. Why is he talking so much? It's, it's a lot better <laughs> if he's just quiet and intense. Right. You know, and, and people, like, like uh, wait, wait, waiting for you to say something. Right. Yeah, right. and, and that's what I mean. That, that's the, you know, the great thing about him. I mean, I, I was like, dude, I'd work with you again anytime. Right. Because it was just such a pleasant experience. They gave the movie a sequel. I mean, there there must have been a reason why people wanted a sequel. It was such a really beautiful yeah, film. Well, he didn't do, he, yeah, he didn't do the sequel, unfortunately, because he was already into his other film. So, yeah. And I don't think he felt like he wanted to do a sequel. I felt like, yeah, it was one and done. Right. You know, I think they did a sequel because, you know, the first one did so well, obviously. They were like, okay, let's do a sequel. I was like, ah, does it really need one? Okay. You know, but you had such great actors and everything, I understand. And then the second one was, you know, still alone. It was good, too. So it's hard to say. But, you know, the first one was so iconic that, you know, it, it, it was just really, again, a pleasure to be a part of because it was a whole different, you know, group of people for the second one, and they called me and said, hey, right. are you available to work on it? And then they right. went, oh, there's no way. Everybody's like, right. there's no way you can be in it. It was like, you were so, you know, you were the trailer for the movie. You, you can't, I was like, I know. I was waiting for that. I was like, so you guys know the first one, right? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. And they're like, oh, no, no, it's not fine. Right. It's not fine at all. I go, yeah, just letting you guys know. You know, uh, well, you can do it. You had- I, I want to be selfish just one more time here, please. Um, yeah. I want to talk, I'm going to talk about Tomorrowland. Yeah, oh, yes. You know, I, I love the film. 
I, I cried at the ending when he dropped her into the fire. <laughs> you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a real sentimental human being. So like <laughs> when he dropped her in, into the fire and they, they said, you could let me go. I don't know if you've seen the movie before, but oh, yeah. when, he, when, oh, yeah. he, when he drops her into the fire, because a lot of people have never seen their own films, but he when he drops her yeah. into the fire, I, I, I cried. That was a very sad moment for me. I, I really enjoyed the film. You know, and that's a huge Disney film because that was that was something they were betting on as something yeah, that was going to be a lot of money. Equal. They just didn't do it. Yeah, I know yeah. they weren't really wanted to be pirates equal, but it just it it wasn't yeah. in the cards. It just wasn't in the cards. Yeah, yeah, but, just timing was not. Mm, it's just yeah. again that was one of those things where it was just yeah everybody's into, into different genres and it was right. hard to translate to people i think a lot of people again thanks to you know other avenues people have seen it right but it just it just died in the box office like oh you know horrible death. i i saw it uh in the theaters and i must have seen it about 30 times because i own it 30 times on my blu-ray I, I love the film but there, you know if you, if the, i probably should i probably shouldn't admit that but you know, <laughs> what was it like working on that film? Did you, did you? I mean, did they have a fervor? Did they have a fire underneath their belts to create something great? Because that's George Clooney in there. Yeah, yeah, and again, it was kind of fun because uh, his hairstylist in Maldo and George and I all friends for years. <laughs> so you know, he's like, he's like, I actually get to cut your head off, and we start laughing. Oh, and that's like, right. You worked on Ocean's yeah. Thirteen with him as well. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, so, wow. Yeah, we, had, we, we were having a lot, you know, again, it's, it's one of those moments where, you know, people for a long time. And for me, it's always like, you, you know, know, Eddie, not, you know, I, I, if, I, if, I, if I can interrupt you, one, so. <laughs> if I can interrupt you for a second, you know, I, I got into a yeah. fight with a girl once because she said she didn't, she didn't find George Clooney attractive. And I got, I, yeah. I got into a, I, was that? No, he's a gentleman. He's like a true old school Hollywood. Oh, gentleman. I got it. I got into a fervorous fight with her. I'm like, if you don't find George Clooney good looking, then you're an idiot, <laughs> and, and and you yourself are unattractive. So I wouldn't be talking shit about you, you know, because George yeah. George Clooney is George Clooney is George Clooney. Come on. Yeah. No, but he's a, he's a real guy. He's another one like Paxton. You know, just. uh you know, has his, his way of being, he's a good guy. He's good to everybody. Um, you know, again, I'd hung out with him through mutual friends a lot in those nice. back in the day. And then when we got to work together, you know, it was, it was just a, a, a lot of laughing and a lot of fun. So again, that's always the fun moments. And for me, it's, you know, it's not like that L.A. thing. I'm sure you see us like, hey, you're friends with all these people. Why don't you ask them to right. do your job? I go, you know, I get it myself. Because when it happens organically, it's just so much more fun. You know, rather than be asking everybody for a job and then you become that guy. It's like, oh, here he comes. You know, everybody run. You know, he's going <laughs> to ask like, oh, hey, hey, you guys, anything going on? You got a job? And he's like, oh, run, run, run. You know, so it's it's always fun <laughs> to just let things happen organically, and it was like, oh shit, you're on this. Oh hell yeah, we gotta, let's hang out. Let's, like what? Are, oh, I get to kill you. Oh great. <laughs> I was friends with uh, yeah, Rosemary Clooney when I was when I was young. Uh, she, they, yeah, she's awesome yeah. lady. 
Oh, she was great. They, they used to play um, yeah. tennis uh, back and forth yeah. in Burbank, where I where I, where I grew up, and uh, they, they were they were great guys. I used to I used to see George Clooney when he was young, and I, I loved him very much. When I saw him in, um, you know, uh, the uh, the fight of the uh, the Great Tomatoes and whatever you I don't remember the, the the name of it, but uh, you know, I knew immediately that he was going to be a great star. He was going to be a gigantic star. So I always kept my my head above the water and watched them out. Yeah, it was always funny. Yeah, it was always funny because I know all the casting people everywhere. All they ever talked about was him. And yeah. he had done like you know before he did ER, he had done like thirteen pilots, and they'd all like. I know. Um, <laughs> he, he was like, I'm the pirate. I'm, I'm the pilot killer. You know, so put me <laughs> in a pilot. I'll, I'll kill your show. Well, it was you know I'll be honest. With you. I think it was his, I think it was his hair. I think yeah. it, 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 <laughs> As soon as he flattened out his hair and he got that gruff look, he was in. Yeah, well, you had to grow into it, you know, and he had the talent, he had everything. And, you know, get him happy for people like that to see them be successful and have their <laughs> life go the way it goes because, like, you know, good people. Right. So tell me about tell me about Hardcore Henry that made most of the people in America throw up. You worked on that <laughs> film there. <laughs> And I enjoy, I enjoyed it very much, but uh, it didn't make me throw up. But I think it made a lot of people yeah. feel very sick. But that was I thought it was a very intuitive and and good film, personally. Yeah, Ilya Ilya's a great guy, and you know he's so creative. And I did some of the pickup shots with him, so I didn't get to do the whole movie. I wish I would have, because it would have been fine. Right. But it was it was challenging. I mean, he did it on GoPros. You know, no. he's done on GoPros. Yeah, that's that's all first-person GoPros. It's again his his wow. ability to be that innovative and do a film. You know, I, that quality, that quality Russia, was insane yeah. for being a GoPro. Yeah, it only had been done in Russia because to do it here, yeah, would have been just difficult. I mean, you know, yeah, he he, he you know having tanks and helicopters and all this stuff would not yeah, would have cost millions here. Yeah. Wow, you know, and I think he just he just finished directing a movie now, but you know he's always just uh, you know it's it's spun out from his the music video he did for his band, and then he decided to do a movie from it. So you know it's 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 fun how how many layers Ilya has. You know we're running out of time quickly, and. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I know. I know. I I can talk to you for you know literally several more hours. I don't know about you, but you know talking to you is oh, yeah. really fantastic. You know, you you got a great resume and I, I you have a great recollection of filming. Yeah, no, no. Thank you for thank you for taking me back through my uh, memory lane and nostalgia <laughs> in my brain. <laughs> hey Eddie, you know Eddie, I, you know I, I don't, you know I'm sorry for asking you this in advance, but would you mind coming back? Would you mind coming I back? Would love and, to. Anytime, dude. Anytime. Okay. Always, always. Yeah, I, I, would the, you know, I would love anytime. to. Come back. Yeah, I would love to have you come back and hit a second course because uh, there's a yeah. couple more things I want to talk to you about here. But uh, you know, let, let's talk about Deadpool real fast because that, that's that's a film. You know, I I just. Um, I just posted a picture of, of Deadpool cosplay just like, you know, a couple hours ago. And Deadpool is yeah. such a huge character for people. Yeah. 
what was that what was that movie like and what was it like working with you know by the way a new american legend yeah well i i'd worked with ryan on blade blade three oh first right. kind of action Get movie so, out of here and in vancouver so it was no, let, let's, stop, to, let's stop Deadpool, please let's yeah. go back to blade three let's go back because yeah. we have enough time let's go back to blade three okay tell me about that experience <laughs> Uh, you know, I had worked with David Goyer, and we were friends, and he directed that. Oh, and David he, I, I put, Yeah, yeah, who's an amazing person. Wow. And he brought me on to stunt coordinating to help second year direct some of the films. So for me, it was like, you know, it was so cool to collaborate with a friend, yeah. and somebody I have the utmost respect for. So yeah, what that's nice. He awesome. his guts. Yeah, it was just, it was it was sad because I've known Wes, I did the first Blade 2, and I've known Wes, I've known yeah. both of them for so long that it was just, yeah. it was just tough. It was tough to see two people that, you know, I, I really admire and care, just they yeah. were just butting heads, and I, I think it was mainly because Wes wanted it to continue, and you know, the studio he, he didn't want, thought, he didn't you want, know, three he, I don't think he wanted the company, you know what I mean? Yeah, three and done, and and also you know it was his franchise of sorts, Wes's. Yeah. And they they were trying to do it to do you know they were going to try to do a spinoff with the Jesse character and uh, right. And, and it turned into more about being about you know introducing new characters and moving on than about him. And I, yeah. I think in some ways you know that kind of got to him to his heart because you know Blade was such a big part of him. Yeah, that he, you know, he was upset that they were going that route. And, you know, again, you have to separate yourself sometimes and go, oh, yeah, the business side says this and says that. And what do I do? You yeah. Know, it's, yeah. But, yeah, it, it, was, it was tough. And, you know, they were they're both in their own right, uh, you know, had no problem. Yeah. But I know they, they, you know, they had their riffs. And it was unfortunate. It was really, really unfortunate to well, so what do you what do you think of the 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 outcome the outcome of the film? It was you know it, it was it was I liked the movie I enjoyed it you know I, I was a huge Blade fan so everything about it was great you know but uh-huh. you saw that it was just it was a setup for a sequel. Right. You know, oh, you, a, you were the ending. Yeah. 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 It was just a spinoff, you know, and and they, they you know they talked about. There were conversations about possibly killing Blade off, and you know there was all sorts of conversations of what to do, and, and you know the end result was a, a good movie, but it wasn't a Blade movie. Right. You know, I think that was that was the the end thing, and you know it, it wasn't from the beginning. Yeah. So uh, you know, again, it's it's Marvel has a new Blade. To, this, yeah, we'll see how the new Blade is now. You know, it, it's. It's amazing how much time has passed because I was like, really going to do Blade, replay Blade again, but then it's like, oh, well, maybe, but I, I don't, I don't think there'll be another years. Wesley. Yeah, I don't years. think there'll be another Wesley. That's the thing. No, you know, the interesting thing about Wesley Snipes is Wesley Snipes is an excellent actor. He's an excellent performer. Uh, I met him several times, and he's got what it takes to be. Yeah. Everything he wants to be. I, I, I will say this, and I'll say this honestly. I, I do think there was a time where he just got confused. I saw him in Santa Monica, yeah. and I, 
I saw him with his group, and he looked, he just looked confused on who he wanted to be. And I think he thought he was yeah. bigger than what he was. It was before Instagram, it was before Facebook, it was before this stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, bro, you're not as big as you think you are. You better relax a little bit. And then when I heard this David Goyer stuff, I'm like, this that made sense. That made yeah. That made, that yeah. Made Look, sense. he was he was originally going to do Black Panther. He had tried to do Black yeah. Panther for ten years. Yeah, of for course. Longer. I mean, I think I think it should have been the guy from uh, from uh, you know who also was in um, Guardians of the Galaxy, who was also in um, um, Gladiator. I think he oh, should yeah. have been Black Panther personally. Uh, but I, you know, I'm going to take what I get and I love this new yeah. Black Panther is one of the first comic books that I've ever loved. I, I enjoy yeah. them all. So let's, let's, let's talk about Deadpool because you, then you got to walk with the walk, walk the path with him again, didn't you? Huh? Yeah. 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 It was, it was fun. You know, this time to be a performer, not behind the camera. So that was kind of fun wow. to change it up a bit. Yeah. That was and, great. Yeah, we were doing the, it was, yeah. We were doing the, you know, the iconic trailer that was never supposed to be released that actually got the movie made. So that, that for me was fun to be a part of that. You know. That oh, shut just, up! Really? Yeah, yeah. The opening scene with the car and I'm driving and we do the whole fight. You know, we 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 did it per the actual animatic that was released, which was fun because we knew kind of what we were doing from the beginning. Right. But we right. we kind of knew we were recreating something special as well that had already been out there. Yeah, that blew up. Yeah, yeah. And it was the first time I kind of felt that happen. So that's what I mean. It was kind of cool to be a part of that, where they were forced to make the movie because (laughs) uh, millions of hits it got. Yeah, people went nuts. Yeah, because they had said no. It's like no, we're not doing this movie. It's not type of movie you want to do. And then, you know, miraculously, it got released almost two years later too. It wasn't like soon after yeah. and the internet exploded and everybody was like, when's this movie? What? We've got to see this. And it's like, Oh, I guess they got to make the movie. <laughs> and look, look, you know, look at how great it wound up. And that was, it's just a wonderful film. You know, that Tim, the director's passion project. I mean, he was so passionate yeah. about that. And, you know, I remember I was there the last day when we wrapped and he literally, you know, it was like you said, it was, you know, an emotional moment, not for film, but just being on a set where he yeah. stopped and said, this is the last shot. Thank you guys so much. I'm not a young guy. I never thought I'd get this movie made. And he just mm-hmm. broke down and started crying and said, I just want to thank all of you for being such a great part of this. And you just felt like, wow, this is something, you know, something special and wow. you just, you just felt, you felt good about walking out of that room. Like, man, you did something. You know, you were part of something for someone that really put his heart and soul and believed in something and spent Absolutely. years trying to make it, never gave up. You know, I, I, I have always, you know, Ryan Reynolds, I've, I've, I've watched him since he was young. And I've always yeah. just desired and wished and prayed. And some people, you, you don't want them to succeed. We, you yeah, know, I don't yeah. want to admit, I don't want to admit that. But yeah, you no, know, true. I think you know what I'm saying? Human nature. Yeah. <laughs> Some people you just don't want. I don't want you to succeed. But him, yeah. I, I always wanted him to find his part, 
his player, yeah. his person, his persona, somebody that can make him shine. And when yeah. he hit Deadpool, I, I was blown, not only blown away, but grateful that he found yeah. the, the, the piece of the puzzle that he needed to be in to be the person he needed to be. I understand why he's emotional. He should be emotional because this is a great yeah. character yeah. for him. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know what's yeah, really interesting? Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. No, 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 but it was, you know, I mean, look at what he's doing now, you know, with creating all the stuff for diversity out of his pocket for films Absolutely. he's working on. I mean, it just, it just says, it, it, again, it gives, says to who he is as a person. Right. You know, it's like, he's, he's not, he's not talking like everyone else is and saying, yeah, we need to do this. Like, I'm just going to do it. Right. This is what needs to happen, and I'll just do it out of my pocket because I can. Right. You know, and I'm, I'm thankful enough to do it, you know, and, and it's it's nice to see people that are doing that. They're not just talking about things right now. Right. Everybody's got so much chatter, and everybody's you know, wants to be, you know, again, with social media and Instagram and be a part of it and look at how many likes I have. And he's like, no, I'll just do it. Right. You know, and and it's like that 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 speaks volumes of who he is. You know, you know a lot of people, people say people they, that. Yeah, right. if more people did that. You know, it'd be a better place of sorts. You know, hopefully, absolutely. Set, he set the bar. Now let's see if other people follow. Well, a lot of people say the things like you know he's Canadian. It's like no, that's not Canadian. That's kind. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? He's just yeah, a yeah, really no, kind People in Vancouver, people in Vancouver are great people. I spent a lot of time yeah. there, and I, you know, it's my yeah. was my yeah. second home, and I uh, love, love, love Vancouver. Right. And because, but they 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 feel like New Yorkers as well. So it's just oh you, oh let's people. let's get into that for just two seconds here. You guys in Vancouver, yeah. you're extremely nice because Canada listens to us incessantly, by the way. But you guys can yeah. certainly be dicks. So let's let's not let's not play this game. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, so let's no. not play this so let's not play this game like you guys are all really, really nice. You know there's the Canadian um uh passive aggressive. There is that. Absolutely. I mean come on. But, I they're, remember they're, but they're very much like New Yorkers. They're more like New Yorkers. <laughs> I remember watching uh, talking to a couple of people from Scott Pilgrim versus the World, and then going out to Vancouver and what have you, and spending. I, I spent a lot of time in Canada, and I'm like, you guys aren't that nice. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, are, you guys are pretty nice, but uh, like, you guys are yeah. not like you're like you guys are not like angels. So relax. No, oh no, 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 no. Well, New Yorkers are too. New Yorkers, New Yorkers are just more in your face. You know, they'll let you know right away. The Canadians kind of let you know later. Yeah. Kind of like, oh. It's like, uh, yeah, it's okay. And then they're like, and then later on, I was like, but I thought it wasn't. I, I thought we were okay. Well, eh, you know, eh. thinking back on it, it wasn't so good. <laughs> so. so you know, look, you know, before we move on, you know, we're gonna move on. We have to end now, but you know, I want to talk about Ozark no. because you know, I talked to you earlier about how you worked on you worked on another film that that had him in it and what have you, which is Arrested Development. But you worked on Ozark yeah. as well, which it was, which yeah. I have not seen yet, and everybody's like trying to punch me in the face to watch this show. 
you know, what do you think of the show? What was it like working on it? Uh, and, and and am I a jerk I for not watching? And, no, yeah, look, it, it, there's so much to watch in time. It's one of those nuggets that you sit down and watch, and, you know, I have so many people like, why didn't I watch this show? Yeah. And it's like, oh, you know, in no, time, there's, there's so end. much out there. Oh. Yeah, yeah, you'll, you'll watch it, and you'll be at 3 in the morning sitting there going, I'm still watching, I'm still watching. I need to go to bed, but I'm still watching. You know, oh, so no. it's like have the time to, to really watch it, because it, 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 have you watched season one or not at all? You haven't watched any of it. Yeah, I'm in trouble. Did you see, did you see season did you see season one or no, you haven't seen nothing. The show? I saw nothing of it okay. and everybody's been begging me yeah. to watch it. Yeah. Well, it's, I, was know, like, I mean, it, yeah. first of all, he's, Jason, first of all, I, I do think Jason Bateman is a genius. A gentleman. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, uh, a first of all, he's a good guy. Really? Yeah. And it's, yeah. I was just, you know, I, you know, we started talking about it cause we have mutual friends from when we were younger in New York, when he was hanging yeah. out in clubs and, uh, you know, I, and we just started talking and laughing, and he was like, oh, my God, let's tell you. I remember so-and-so. I was like, yeah, how's he doing? Please tell him I said hi. Please tell that person I said hi. And originally, the, sh- the scene that I had worked on, they had shot in Atlanta, but they used uh, uh, some other people they weren't really happy with. So they called me and said, hey, what's your chance of being available? But they didn't know the dates. And I was like, well, I can't say if I don't know. But I was like, geez, I'm a fan of the show. Again, that's something I want to do. And they go, and Jason's directing, too. And I go, oh, even better. I said, I could love to. And, to, to again, to watch him work. Wow. Because he's such a consummate actor. It's, it's the way he communicates with actors makes it so easy because he just, he just talks to you about stuff. He's like, yeah, that was great. Hey, can you try? Uh, if you were talking, you know, to your family and you wanted to tell them, you know, you were about to die, what would you say? Uh, and, you know, do it in Spanish. I was like, oh, okay. And, and you know, it, it's just like giving, he gives that little freedom, but he make, to get things out of people, he understands that it's not always, you know, what's on that page. Right. That it's, it's bringing something out of people. And, and, you know, I think he talks to people as well as, you know, and I realized that later on as, again, as you get to know people like, Denny and many a lot of directors talk to people and yes the audition's great as you know people can nail an audition and then the day they get there it was like oof so I, I think they get to know people so they they understand how to communicate with them and that that's such a valuable yeah. trait to have so he's a he's a, he's a uh, he's a actor's director is what you would say yes oh very much so. But he's also, you know, he's a great director. I mean, he knows exactly the shots he needs and what he needs right. to tell the story. You know, and, and he also, if he finds something, he's like, you know, let's get that. Let's, you know, let's just walk it through rehearsal and let's see where we're at. And it's like, okay, you got, what'd you, you do got, over there? Uh, yeah. Yeah, what'd you do over there? Do that again. That was cool. I go, okay, let's try that. You know, it's like, right. well, what would you do here? And it's like, oh, oh, yes, that's cool. Let's do that. Okay, let's go with that. And, you know, yeah. I've talked to him about, you know, and again, we were having some great conversations and he's like, you know, as a director, he goes, I kind of give all the departments their freedom to, you know, I tell them what I want, but let's see what they come up with. Cause I don't want to be a micromanager. You know, I want right. to see what you hire all these amazing people, but then you tell them your vision and see what they come up with rather than giving them your vision. 
because sometimes people will come up with things, you know, I didn't expect and they're great. And he goes, you know, and that, and then, then let people be a part of the process as well, which is kind of fun. You know, and again, I I learn from people like that. You just go, Oh, wow. That's, that's something great to take away. You know, talking with you you is so much damn fun. You know, you know, please, you know, please, I'm going to, I'm going to email you right after this. Yeah. Please do. Yeah. So, That's you know, I love being, I love you know, being part of, you know, our, our industry and anything I can always do to help people and inspire Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're a, a great person to listen to and a great person to conversate with. We're at 5,000 listeners right now and it's only increasing. Um, not that that matters. I mean, I, I, I don't yeah, really no, look, no. nothing that matters to me at all. I mean, I say whatever the hell I want to say. Um, yeah, yeah. you know, we, we, we're, we're like, really, we only have five more minutes, but, but tell me, tell me about, tell me about, tell me about shameless. Cause I'm going to be completely honest with you. Not that I wouldn't have yeah. been before, but yeah. I've never seen the show. Oh, okay. I've never, I've never seen yeah. one you got, episode. You got 11 seasons to watch us. So I, I will burn, uh, I will burn through that acid when you think, <laughs> think about it. Yeah. So tell me about that show and tell me how do you protect, because you did a lot on this show. Yeah, I've been there since season two. So it's yeah. been my home. You know, yeah. again, I, I came into this industry to be a nomad and wound up on this show and it wound up being my home. And uh, it was just such a good fit when I got there. I just like felt like I was home. The, yeah. it, it's, it's a dysfunctional family. And I was like, oh, and, you know, I read the scripts and I laugh and I just go, oh, man, this is, yeah, yeah. Okay, this is just so wrong that right. it's perfect. And it's based <laughs> on an English series. It's based on an English series. So oh, really? English, yeah, yeah. The English series went, like, I think, like 13, 14 seasons. It's based on a different an, type of humor. It's an English series called Shameless, and it went off to the yeah, Americans. Yeah. And we made it into a series. Yeah. I, I had yeah, no yeah. idea. And they're both equally as good in their own in their own co- comedic tone. I mean, uh, I think the one the American one is darker. Bill Macy, you know, his character is a lot darker, and it's great. I mean, he's like you know the worst dad in the world, but at the end of the day, they're still family. So right. and and it resonates to you know a lot of things, a lot of shitty things that people do, but at the end of the day, there always seems there's always you know you're, we're Gallagher's at the end is always the theme. It's like, we're family. So no matter how shitty or what you do, we're still family. We're still stuck with each other. We're blood. We're not abandoning each other. And right. again, it's, it resonates because it sends, in an odd way, such a great message, but in its own twisted way. Mm. That, that, you know, people, and I think people relate to it because, you know, that we're, we're not all, you know, what is the family going through, and what is the family going through that people need to follow? Uh, well, it, it's it's you know it's a, it's a single dad who's a scammer and alcoholic, and watching them grow up and watching him semi raise them, but how they they all you know develop his characteristics in a way. You oh know, no! It's like, it's like you know yeah. And, you know, the kind of nature versus nurture thing. It's like, uh, that's yeah. the person that's raising you. 
and eventually you become them. Uh, you know, uh, uh, yeah, you up a portion of them. Whereas wow. the kids, as they grow up, are still trying to find themselves and see society in a different way, but they can't help themselves to be like him. Wow. And, and yeah, and, and, you know, again, it resonates growing up in the East Coast and growing up sure. oh, I think anywhere. Everybody, everybody is not, there's not, there's not a perfect family. Nope. You know, and, and, and it, it, it's, it's, it's a guilty pleasure for people, I think, because they look at it and it's a feel, I call it a feel good show because no matter what you walk away and go, well, my family wasn't that bad. at least, So we're good. <laughs> <laughs> You know, be, be, before we go, you know, we have to go right now. But yeah. how does how does your family feel now about the work that you've done? Uh, you know, they they still kind of. My mom still doesn't quite understand it a lot because she's always like, "Oh, you okay?" She's still always like, "You okay? You need money? You need anything?" I'm that's like, your, "Mom, I'm that's, fine." That's your that's a mother. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, come on. We're both Latinos. That's the way mothers are. Come on. Yeah, you need exactly. a belt. You need exactly. socks. You need underwear. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, she'll still send me, you know, the t-shirts and all that stuff, and I'm laughing like, "Mom, I don't wear." <laughs> okay, oh, yeah, I'll just put them away. It's all good. Right. But, How's your dad yeah, feel? understand. Uh, my dad passed away, but um, before okay. he did, he got to see he got to see a lot of stuff, and you know, but he was not well. So we had we actually got to have some great conversation. Oh, you and I are the same as in family. We, my dad died young, and then my uh, my mother's still alive. So, but your yeah. dad had the ability to see a lot of your work. Yeah, yeah, and he was he was still kind of like amazed and kind of looked at me and was like, "Well, I guess I was wrong. You did it." You know, I think he was just trying to be the protective dad that, like, right. you know, again, blue-collar families, get a job, get a career, work nine to five, you'll do okay. They, they Going out and being creative or trying something new was very fearful for them and something they didn't understand. Right. And I think he, you know, they just always worried about me, like, you know, hearing the stories of out-of-work actors and broke and being a waiter and all this stuff, you know, it's like, yeah, but you're pursuing your passion. Uh, I think that's such a foreign concept to, you know, a lot of people. We're going out, Eddie. We, we, we fall, we fall, we fall into the line that we're, we're told and chosen to because it's safe rather than it's like, yeah, that's just, you know, to, to go out of your comfort zone, it's hard. I mean, it was still hard for me to come out here on my own, not knowing many people and still knowing people, but not knowing what that meant. And, having the pride of like, I'm not going to let, you know, I don't want anybody taking care of me. I got to take care of myself. Right. So when I get here, I got to find a job and I got to do this and I got to do that. Right. So I, I, you know, I, I, I understand where he comes from, you know, but I think there's a better way. And it's, you know, I can always tell people, it's like, you know, pursue your passion. What's the worst you can do? You failed. Better right. than failed and, and tried than have never tried at all. And I know people say that, but it's true. At least, you know, Hey, you know, I gave it a shot. It wasn't for me. Agree. Yeah. Well, we need to go now, Eddie. So, so you know, like really fast. You know, how can people get in contact with you? Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, Twitter, Facebook. Well, Facebook is Eddie Perez. Uh, Instagram is at I am Eddie Perez, and Twitter, which I don't use much, but it's still I am Eddie Perez, the same as well. And you know, if anybody has any questions or anything, I'd be happy to answer as best I could. You know, and send you in the right direction as best I could. <laughs> I don't have all the <laughs> answers, but you know, again, if, if 
it's always nice to help people point them in the right direction. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to email you uh, today and okay. set up our, yes. our second operation here, but thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, um, thanks man. Thank you. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed the show. I, I absolutely did. Absolutely do. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you're a blessing doing it again. Yeah. Thank you. You're man. a blessing. Thank you very much. I only hope the best for you. All right, my friend, we're going to give you a clap out. Here we go. Clapping out. (laughs) Have a great day, my friend. Okay, thank you. You too. Have a great Sunday. You too. Bye. All right, my guys. You know, that was a great episode of the show. Um, You know, it's hard to know what to expect. When you have on a guest, it's hard to know what is going to happen when you have, you know, such a influential and experienced human being. But to find the humility, the true humility in the friendship and the ability and the, and the discussion about people's personalities likes, don't likes, their abilities to handle situations, their inability to handle situations, but in a way that doesn't put anybody down. It was a lit way of talking about your career. Extremely kind. about people's career. It was our honor and our pleasure to have Eddie Perez on the show today. Like I said, I've met him several times before and he's nothing but a gentleman and a kind human being. And when you listen to the show, as you have to get to this part, you'll agree with me. Was kind, generous, and inspirational. He showed you what it took, what it takes to be where he is today. Be genuine, be yourself, be kind, take care of one another, be genuine, make friends, be genuine. Accept people. Be open about yourself. Talk about it. It was really a great interview. I'm extremely grateful about that interview. And to all of you, thank you so much for listening to the show today. I love you all. I think about you all the time. Well, that Perez on again soon very soon all of you take care of yourself wear your masks and remember today in our lives these moments these are times of introspection times to look at ourselves look at our lives look at the people we're with look at who we are Think about who you are. 
think about how you can change or how you can adjust. Be either a better person or simply a good person. Love one another and love yourself. This certainly feels like God has told us to uh, go to our room and think about our lives. This has been Steve Pisa. This has been Cinema Files Radio. Thank you very much. I love you all.